With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10... We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday... My newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know what's happening. You got that confused with being cool. You got being street confused with being cool. But you don't know no better. You don't know the difference because you don't know nothing. You see what I'm saying? So you think if I be street, if I act street, now what you doing is, you know, you campaigning for president. You running for office and you going to get elected. So now when you portraying street nigga, street shit come, now what? You have no information on how to handle it. You you don't know where to get a gun if you needed one. If a nigga tell you I'm 100% killing you today, it ain't shit you can even do. Yet you running around with the gangster shit. See, what they don't know is, is that at that age, like me, unfortunate for me, Unfortunately for me, at 15 years old, I can run and go get my gun and shoot you. Or if you saw me out, I had my gun on me. Right? That's unfortunate because I chose to be doing that stupid shit. But I was attached to some older people that get, you know, I was in the street life for real. What's happened is they're allowing people to act like they in the street life when they really not. So dudes are, are, are dancing right in a room where a gun is required and they don't have access to a gun. And even if they had a gun, they don't have access to information of what to happen when the bullets start flying. Do you duck? Do you run? Do you get behind this? Do You don't know what to do, bro. Stay out of there. Just stay away from that. There's nothing you're going to get there, bro. Stay away from that. You really showing me how stupid you is, bro. That's why I get offended if my children do it. Like, anytime, and it just, 
I'm going to tell you this, and my kids will tell you this, and they'll look at this when they get older, and they'll see that dad always showed us that he had a disdain for us manifesting that. Like, say I walk past their room going into my studio, and I hear them playing, like, Spotify. I'm going I'm to go in their room, and it may be YNW Miller or something, because, you know, Spotify, it plays songs, but they like this. They like them dudes, Polo G. You know, stuff like that. And I'm not really concerned with Polo G, even though he talked this kind of shit. But his his image ain't deaf and gangster. Like, his image is, hey, man, I went to school, you know, this and that. So, like, he be doing other things, right? But I still got to watch it because manifestation, the problem with manifestation is when you, when you are not doing it with information, the message get lost in translation. So now your your thoughts... Your thoughts is based on your training, right? So you only can consider about what you know. So when I see that, when, when I see him dealing with Polo G, I, got, I still go in there, hey, yo, cut that off. And I know they be like, damn, daddy a rapper. Like, why he be tripping on the, because I know you don't know what's going on with that yet. And I know I can't stop it from a holistic standpoint, right? I can't. I can't make it where they never listen to music. That's that's not a thing. I can't do that. But what I can do, what I can do is every time I hit him engage with that, I set some expectations. Yo, hey, yo, man, don't, man, them dudes there, them dudes dumb. Them dudes going to have you crashing out. Man, that shit, man, you don't want to keep listening to that, man. Matter of fact, cut that off. Go, hey, look up, what, look up some streaming. Y'all don't want to stream? Y'all don't want to, you know, I started to switch them over. You see what I'm saying? Get off that, though. I'm not letting you sit around. And young boy, them dudes, he he look at my stories and shit. Them dudes is cool with me. But I don't, I'm not allowed. I got songs with Gates. I've met young boy in, in studios and things. But I'm not, I, I can't allow my children to sit around and manifest that kind of music all day. Now, I even would have liked it more if they draw to the money getting music, like the little baby kind of shit. Cause little baby, he he not talking just pure D deaf and this and that. And man, they don't nobody love me. And I'm all alone. And man, these niggas got little boys faking depressed. These niggas got little boys walking around like they they fake going through some shit. This shit is crazy, like bro. And we know some of our children are really going through things, but you it's it's a it's a it's a it's a very thin line, right? Between listening to music and manifesting with the with the undeveloped mind of some of these children. You see what I'm saying? It's just like if if that's the case, if you don't care, let them sit in there and listen to devil worship music then. Would you have a problem with that? You know what I'm saying? Like you get and not saying that rap is devil worshiping music at all, but you have an interest in what your children is consuming because what they're doing right now is they're getting their fingerprint, they're making themselves who they are, and whatever you gonna be, you can't be a fake one of them. You see what I'm saying? Because you straddling the fence in the middle, you the nigga that become homeless. 
Because you too cool to want to do this But you too scared to want to go to the street So you the nigga become homeless It's a very unique thing So you must choose And I'm going to sit my children down When, I, when they come over here this week And I'm going to tell them Hey yo, we going in our trick bag We going in our trick bag We going khaki We going button up We going glasses if we need to We going straight Because this is your little resume What you're building right now And if you start putting your game down right now Oh, your path will be alright It's the motherfuckers that right now You're getting arrested You're putting this You're getting fucked over This, that, and the third You're setting yourself back You still got a chance But you're setting yourself back Listen, use this time as a child to get ahead of the game. So you have a head start right at 18. Boom, I got a head start. I can run around saying I had straight A's. I was valid Victorian. I was in honors. I was this. I was that. I can be dumb as a box of rocks, but I'm going to skip the line. I may not know nothing, but I can skip the line because it ain't about what you know. It's about what you done and who you know. Right? What have you done around here? Who you know? You see what I'm saying? Sometimes who you know go out the window and, and it be about what you done. So then that's when you get to at a very tender young age say, yo, I had straight A's in school. I went to this prestigious school and um, also graduated with honors and valedictorian. That's instantly there. Go to clapping. And you can be in your head, ooh, I'm in my trick bag. I'm finna run it up on these folks. But the nigga that walk in like the street nigga, they want to pat him down and make sure he got his ID and make sure we know what kind. Like you setting yourself back, home. Even if you is a street nigga, that's how you really in 2021. There's one or two things happening. I'm clear with mine. You heard me say it uh, with Big Bank and you heard me say it with Parlay on, uh, in the apartment. This look for me is a sneak attack. This look here for me is for you to think I'm dumb. But the niggas that want to look like the street boys, them the ones that ain't street. Because if you really selling dope, you don't want nobody to know. You, because you go to jail if they know. If you really is a street nigga, you don't want nobody to know because you go to jail if they know. You see what I'm saying? So the older you get, the more your mind Goes this way with it. You feel what I'm saying? And I just think that, um, you know, it's 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 a unique it's it's a unique thing that we we find ourselves in the middle of that because I don't play that shit. Everybody know my heart. If I was low, I would have gave you my last. Try to please. Hey, let's go. First we were partners, then you traded. You a hoe for that. Everybody know how I'm built. I would've gave you the shirt about my back. Everybody know my heart. If I was low, I would've gave you my last. Tried to put you on some cash, but you were lazy and just sat on your ass. Thought you was my dog, but you had ran off with a couple bags. Thought you was my ace, but you were talking shit behind my back. Tried to show you love, but you were plotting on me for some. Alright, man, let's go, let's go. That was a um That was a segment I'm gonna put on now. And make sure that you guys know how and where, how, you know, my stance on, you know, those kind of things. And um, your ability to understand 
what needs to be done is is an attribute that I think um that I think people don't mention a lot, right? Because some people get activity or movement confused with accomplishments. Right? So like my weekend would revolt and 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 I'm I'll speak about this more later in the podcast, but my my weekend will revolt. I wa- I run around effective. Yeah, I'm playing confidence, man. You understand? So I run around effective, right? Everybody I bump into is game giving. It's first of all positive energy. Positive energy is building being done. And I'm dealing with information. So when you bump into me, you can feel it. You can smell it on me. He knows something. It's something about him. It was spots I was leaving and the people were asking folks around there, who is that dude? You know, and then they would come and tell me that, that them people over there were asking about you. And then I bump on into them and just, you know, speak to speak to them. Because if you wonder about who I am, uh, I need to, I need to get the gospel to you. You understand? I need to get the gospel to you. So, um, but but you got to be effective. You got to know the difference between shit and sugar. You know, when you dealing with loan, you dealing with high priority, high class nigga. You're not dealing with that low level shit, and that's what be offending me, right? You can't handle me any kind of way. You can't handle me, you know, like the low level niggas. I'm dealing with too much information for for anyone to handle me in certain ways. You understand? And I think it's evident, right, when people bump into me, like, because I get amazed what God is doing with me. Because when I was thinking about this whole podcast thing and Building it and coming up with things and saying, yo, you got it, you got it. Because 60% of it is confidence and the other 40 is consistency. And it's just, it's tied up with so much. And I'm just telling myself, yo, you got it. But I'm planning for things that I have yet to see. And see, I didn't trust black people. And that's an insecurity of mine, right? But Atlanta is showing me a different side of black people. You know, when I think about where I'm from and, and, and just by proximity and how things happen and how people handle things and how um, and how we neglect each other, whether that be the no look that you hear me talk about sometimes what people like to look at, look, you know, try to look off like what you're doing ain't effective or it ain't working. You know, those things like that, whatever that may be, we tend to um, keep each other away from each other in regards to help when help is involved. You know, so um, Atlanta is showing me a different side of black folk. It's like, yo, they 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 just they just embracing me from a different standpoint. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like I move around down there and I feel the love. And the people want to build with me and they want to be around and like, yo, let's get this going. Like, bro, the truth. Basically, what I was going to say was that I prepare for a lot of things that I haven't saw happen. Right. Um, in my preparation. Right. In my building, in my 
when I was putting sweat equity in, right? And I'm still doing that blood, sweat, and tears go into this, right? But when I was building this, I was saying, all right, so long when you get past this, they're going to give you a hard time. You're going to have to figure out how to finagle through them and get over that hump. They ain't going to just let you in. Them folk going to try to act like it. But I get here and I get around multi-millionaires, all these millionaire people. And it's, oh, come on in. Oh, come on in. Oh, now, no, him, let him in. He he one of us. And it's like, oh, we, oh, game, respect, game. I'm I'm thinking like, game don't respect game, but game, respect, game. Game, respect, game. And I'm telling you what I know. And that's why I'm even more hard on my children. Like, yo, go get some information, dog. Because the money, the cool shit go out the one. I'm naturally that nigga. I'm naturally that nigga. Yeah, I don't got to, you know, you know, get my hair cut or get my shit. I, I, I wait. I'm the last nigga to get dreads. I'm the last nigga to go blonde and certain things. Like, I'm that nigga naturally. So, nothing nobody can say can affect that. That's unfortunate for them because they working hard overtime in the corner. I mean, they doing shit. I come back home and this shit happening to my sh- I'm like, yo, why is this happening to me when none of this shit can affect me? There's nothing nobody can do that can affect me and who I think I am and what I am and what I bring to the game, what I bring to the world. You see what I'm saying? Because there's a list of things in life that I'm going to have to deal with. And there's a list of things in life that you're going to have to deal with. The difference between me and you is I'm on your list and you ain't on mine. You got to deal with me. Unfortunate for y'all, God has ordained this. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. But I thank God for whatever opportunities placed me in. But he has, for some reason, ordained my situation. To hijack the process I was telling my old lady The other day like When we really comb this down And boil this down I've only done 40 some episodes Of this thing And this is where we sit right now So just imagine And I ain't even doing this with no Man listen It's a problem This is a different thing right But we gotta talk about some of the things From the culture also gonna give a little bit more about my my um interactions with Revolt. Um we got videos and things. Shout out Revolt. We'll be on Revolt TV. Um uh interviewing. We did an interview with Rick Ross. Um we did an interview with Mozzie. Um but we're gonna get Mozzie actually on the podcast. Um I haven't even tried Ross and them. They invited me to the club after that, but I had to go do the earn your leisure. Um, and the, and the, in the apartments interview, so you know, again, wherever I'm around, they, you know, everybody, we tapping in with each other, and that and that that vibe is so deep, that's so, yeah, man, we desperate for that in hip hop and in trap and in rap, we desperate for that, especially in this podcast, and we got to do that. Um, but we'll get into a little bit more of that stuff. Welcome to It's Up There podcast, your number one place for business and podcasting. Rank number 36 in the mother world.
Sit back, turn up the volume on your phone, and enjoy the show with your homie and host, Big Loon, with this Up There podcast. Welcome to another episode of This Up There podcast. I am your active and attractive host for another episode of the fastest growing podcast on the market right now we want to thank everybody that's been tuned in tapped in uh we appreciate the vibrations we just come from revolt may not be a long part today because we're running behind um on schedule we usually record two days prior to today so we we want to make sure to get something out for you for y'all you know the people that's tapped in and the loyal people that's always waiting um on the drop so with that being said, we're here today. Um, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast and you want to figure out where to find the video, we have a new YouTube channel. Again, it's FOGFO TV on YouTube. Those videos drop Thursday at 6 a.m. Um, and also, we, we have spun off and got another channel for the clips of the podcast. So, it's up there. Podcast Clips is the name of that channel. Um, link in bio. Of my Instagram, uh, we've did some revamping of what we've done with our Lincoln Bio landing page. You have an opportunity to book me for um, consultation um, about podcasting, or if you just want to have a conversation, a promo for your brand, whatever the case may be, hit that link in that bio, tap in, get you some merch, things like that. Um, what else we got? We want to send a shout out to Diddy. Um, we want to send a shout out to Revolt. We want to send a shout out to Big Bang, Baby J. Um, definitely enjoyed ourselves uh, with Revolt. They treated us really, really well, like family. Um, and it was a, it was a thing that you know I noticed, like with my brand, with my podcast. Like for those of you that's that's always tapped in with me, you know, like I always talk about. My space or, or my place in the market I always speak about how I'm unique in my approach right And it kind of stands out like a sore thumb And that showed itself to be true Amongst the people that's cutting a lot of checks in the game And people just recognizing uh, what I bring to the game And so you'll see a lot We we um got a chance to chop it up with Earn Your Leisure Again we're, we're about to do our podcast with them um, we got a chance to chop it with Waka Flocka. He's about to come on. Mozzie's about to come on. Our next six or seven interviews are going to be blockbuster. Um, so just stay tuned for that, man, and just stay engaged. You know, it's a lot to talk about. Uh, speaking of just being in some in a place like that um, and just having me kind of revisit the Astro World situation with Travis Scott. So prior to me leaving and going down to revolt, um, the news had just broke on the Travis Scott situation, right? And how um, there was, there was a I think, 11 dead. Let me Google that to make sure I don't misquote that. I, I do got a lot. Make sure I stand beside the information at this point. Give me just a second. And I'll show y'all what I'm looking at, too. So let's do that. So um, we'll go to CNN and see what they're saying. Daily Astro World Festival spiraled out of control. It says, uh, according to CNN, 
The signs of trouble were evident hours before the deadly crowd surged at the Astro World Music Festival Festival one week ago, according to Houston Fire Department log. Shortly after 9 a.m. start of the November Fire Festival, speculators had already breached the main gate. So they're speaking about just um, it was kind of out of control from the start. So again, this was just breaking when I when I was when I when I reported last week. So I didn't really dive in or really doesn't. I don't really have much information about it. That thing is unfolding, and that's a very slippery situation, right? So um, again, I more so spoke from a standpoint of man. It's we just was talking about the Rolling Loud thing, and then, you know, seems like one of ours. Go through something this horrific, you know, unfortunate for that. Um, what point was I making of that? Oh, uh, with with the Astro World, right? You know, off of the daily tragedy that's happening because, you know, we'll let those things play out and shout out the Live Nation, right? Um, but it made me think about, see, because I like to look at things from a holistic standpoint. I you know, people always try to just view what happens now. And some people think that that's a weakness of mine. And I, I tend to think it's a strength, right? So I know if you will steal a piece of ice cream from me, that you will steal my money. And I know if you will steal my money, you will sneak and steal. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I kind of play tag team with scenarios, right? And I think that one door leads to another. And so when I look at the world and I say we're coming off COVID, you got to remember these venues and these festivals, they ain't made money in about two years. That's very unusual. Something like this hasn't happened in 100 years. So nine times out of 10, they had no plan in place in their business model or in their approach to their business. They had no plan in place for if something like this was to take place. Because it only happens every hundred years. You pulled it from nowhere. So most businesses was affected by it. Speaking of festivals that makes its money on the back of people standing next to each other. People performing, things like that. It makes its money that way. So if it's rough to get people to stand in one place because of a virus, a deadly virus, then... That's going to hurt their pockets, which lends itself to why we may see them not stop booking someone like a Cardi when his fans are messing up venues and they got to come out and say, yo, if y'all do that, you're going to end the show. It's like, yo, you begging. Let's let, let us make this money, please. Like, it's like it's almost like, you know, they was really affected by that COVID. It's almost like the. um. It's almost equivalent to the restaurant letting you take your liquor to go. You know what I'm saying? It's almost the same as that. Like, it's very unusual for them to continue to book people that's that's tearing their venues and things like that up. But again, after this long hiatus of not being able to make money, you may start to find yourself doing some strange things to try to stay um, stay profitable. At this point, because it's been a long time since uh, your money's been going out and you still got to maintain business that whole time, you know, so you still have some overhead. You might have cut it down to as small as it can be, but something's still going out, you know, in regards to to some of these um, 
these venues and places like that, right? So, again, all businesses was affected when talking about coronavirus and COVID. This thing didn't just um, affect what you see as far as, you know, not only the toilet tissue and this and that, like, it went deep. This thing changed the world as we know it. So, those effects are still things that we got to um, adapt to and analyze in, in, the, in the years uh, ahead of us. You know what I mean? Also, I want to say this, right? Because this is some game that I got to give people. Because I know that they really don't, they, you know, maybe they don't know this. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't want to believe it. Um, Because me and Bank got into a situation with a dude trying to run up and speak. And now let dudes be kind of over aggressive, right? When they try to come talk to people who they think got, got an opportunity or maybe can help them do some things. Um, but I noticed something when you at these functions, right? Or these summits or things like that, or where you can have a chance to rub shoulders and network with people. I noticed something. A lot of people don't operate with any information, right? Number one, your line of questioning tells me a lot about your status or where you may currently sit, right? Or where you, what you may know, right? Your line of questioning is very important. Just when you bump into somebody, what you know to say and what you know about, you know, that's a very important thing. But one thing I notice people do, and I'll be honest, it's tricked me before I got into the industry. You know, I see people get a picture with somebody, and I don't pay attention to to nothing but the picture. So it's it's almost like you, you know, uh, you probably one of them people that run up on people and ask them for a picture, right? And that's cool. You know, there's some value in that. You might can work your one two right if you work your Instagram right and you do have some kind of status. Maybe there's some value at that. So I don't knock you for that. That's your business. The problem is right. Is that people, when, well, like Banks said, when you start to believe that something is there, that's when the problem becomes there. Because you dudes will take a picture with a T.I. or something or one of these people and then, you know, act like you know this guy. This guy don't know you, man. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, that was just a fake encounter. Even if they there shaking their head saying, yeah, yeah, nah, for real, shout it, yeah, nah, for Man, I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, yeah. They being polite. It's a polite thing. This is just me being polite. I don't want to be viewed as, yo, I tried to at least holler at you and have a conversation. If your line ain't, if, now if you come with a line of question that's, hey, yo, man, I was looking at my, and it's hitting right on the head of what he's in, that might stick out enough for you to build a real relationship. But the the relationship when you run up to somebody and say, yo, can I get a picture? Them is fake. That's an artificial thing. That's a fake thing happening right there. And people hang their hand on that a lot of time. And another thing I noticed is that people don't even know how this business work, how this game work. So they'll be chasing down talent and running right past the CEO. The CEO of the company is right here. They running past the CEO, chasing the talent, trying to push up on the talent. Man, I just give me an opportunity. You don't even know how the business work. He be 
Yo, it's I'm listen, but I guess that's how this game works. I'm not sure. You you see what I'm saying? But you gotta understand position. You gotta know, and and it's a thing that I called it. It's the workaround. You gotta know, man. Listen, when you see a Bentley coming down the street, you like the outside of the car, but it's detailing the inside. It's detailing the motor in the transmission. It to get them brakes fixed at seventy five hundred. You see, it's a lot to make that car. Do what it's doing. So when you see somebody that's a multi-million dollar entertainer, it's a lot surrounding them that's allowing them to be that. That ain't just some small feat. And I think, um, like, because it was a dude with me and I, and you know, Walker, you know, was talking to me and and I and he spoke to Walker because he was next to me. I let him holler at Walker and, you know, his line of questioning. See, Walker instantly asked him something. So what you got going, homie? What you doing? I see you with bro. What you got going? Man, um, well, I'm a manager. He wasn't really with me, but he was a cool dude I met. But he's, hey, man, I'm a manager, this and that, da, da, da. But once he explained to Walker his situation, Walker told him where he stand at, right? I ain't nothing I can do with that right now. Now, his response was about to be to double down to try to convince Walker but I was standing right there, I tapped him, I said, just soak the game up, whatever game he giving you. Because ain't nothing you can say now to make him change his mind. You know, but what dudes respect more is, hey, if you come up to me and say, and I say, yo, so what you doing? You like, man, I'm going to say this, and such, and I say, okay, what, um, how much money, what, what's your overhead? Well, right now, I ain't really even got no building. Hey, get a building. Once you get a building, since we'll bump into each other again because you need a building to do this. But what you see, because I'm dealing with specifics. I'm telling you what, what position you need to be in to ask for the pass. Right? If you seven foot one, I don't want to see you by the three-point line asking for the ball. I need to see you somewhat close to the rim. Then I want to see your hand go up. But just me telling you that as the star point guard to get over, hey, big boy, now down by the goal. That information right there is enough information for you to, you post to understand what I'm telling you and just try to get closer to the goal and then, and then ask for the pass. A lot of times people ask for the pass too quick. And oftentimes we gotta, we gotta ignore, we gotta ignore that. And sometimes it hurts your feelings. Right, because somebody's ignoring what you think is ready. Unfortunate for you, we know if you take the cake out too early, the inside is mushy. We know if you don't put enough egg in there and you don't beat the batter enough, certain things happen when this ain't done the right way. The foundation got to be stronger than the, than, the, than the building. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes, dude, that's all dude's telling you. Get closer to the goal. You sell them too. You sell them too. Soon you cross court asking for the ball. Ain't nothing you can do with the ball from there, big boy. Get by the goal. We going to feed you. That's what our job is, to feed folk the ball. But you you got your position confused. You see what I'm saying? As far as where I, what our structure is. Now, if you build your own, you can say, no, nah, I'm selling too. I'm point guard. Do your thing, my nigga. We saluting you. But if, if it work inside this structure... And you 7-2, we need you by the gold to ask for the pad. You know what I'm saying? And it's just good game. But 
how you meet and how you build with somebody is a real thing. I even told a dude, he was like, Loon, how, how can I get in contact with like a Rick Ross or one of these people that's here? I said, if one of these dudes got a merch table, go buy some merch. Like, go support these folks. You know, all these folk running up on people, you just asking for numbers and opportunities. Dude, do you even support what this is we doing? You see what I'm saying? So it's that kind of thing, man. Just just be be persistent, be consistent, uh, but be mindful. You know, be mindful. Everybody's just humans and um you know, you can't always want something for nothing. You know what I mean? You gotta understand podcasting, right? You gotta understand too this this space. You know, in the South, we not guaranteed a spot in podcasting. That's why you hear me scratching and clawing and you starting to see Master P creep back in the conversations up up there from them folks up top. Birdman, Jay Prince. I got to do the same with Combat Jack. You know, it's so many things that they forget around here. You know, but when you're a student of the game, you know where this thing evolved from. And that's why when you hear me call people out, I ain't calling folks out because... Or not even calling them out, but just making an observation. Dog, I'm dealing with the information. I know what I'm looking at. I know exactly what's going on. I'm a student of it. I ain't just talking. I know what they doing, what they went to, what they lying about. I know what's going on. I've watched it. I've studied it. I know the workarounds. I know it all because I've gave my life to it. And that's why when I speak, I speak from position of power. And anyone listening can feel it. Right. But when we look at podcasting, right, hip hop helped build build podcasting like Combat Jack, um, like Cypher Sounds, like Chris Monroe, Charlemagne, Andrew Schultz, uh, Pistol Pete, that whole loudspeaker network helped uh, the read, you know, um, a lot of podcasting in the beginning. Uh, even um, what's his name at Hot ninety seven? Rosenberg was was early. Um, none before Combat Jack, if if I if if I remember correctly. Nonetheless, outside of hip hop helping in that very subsection of of uh creators in that category, comedy really built this podcasting space. If you really a student of the game and you trace it back, it goes back to to comics. They built this podcasting space. Then when you think about it, it makes natural sense. They get up with a microphone. They talk for a living. They should be able to, and they entertain with it for a living. So this is a thing that they kind of do, right? But they started this, and that's why, um, you know, on in the apartments, I was telling Parlay, like, yo, I pull up listening to white boys. And it ain't about... Them being better than us Because I don't believe that to be the case The problem is Or not the problem the, the 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 scenario is They help build this space I'm in And, and they dealing with it All the, Just take in mind what I'm telling you And listen to me when I talk I'm not wasting many more words I'm telling you this Because they about to start paying me A lot of money for this 
Everybody that's making $20 million and up a year in podcasting, $10 million and up a year in podcasting, 95% of them people are comics. Matter of fact, the biggest deals in the podcasting industry came to comedians turned podcasters. You can go check the numbers in this space outside of the crime mystery stuff. Comics are the biggest podcasters in the space, right? Collectively. You see? Now, I was just listening to um, Tom Segura and Bert Kreisner. Shout out to them. They have a podcast talk called Two Birds, Two Bears, One Cave. I know the hood don't know what I'm saying when I'm speaking about this, but it's game attached to this, right? It's real game attached to this. I look at what's happened with Tom Segura, Burt Kreisner, and even all things comedy. They effectively are running a, a network. They're running a master class on how to do your podcast thing. These two, this Tom Segura thing, this your mom's house thing, and this all things comedy, they're running a master class on how to do this from live shows to creating um, original content to shooting, having different um, characters and show like it's they even mix promotion like it's yo it's a master class on how to navigate around this space, bro. It's a master class, and again, I don't look at them from from. I don't look at them because I I I I, I want to talk like them, or they can talk like me. I look at them because I look at Tom Segura's approach. You know, even on the other side with the all things comedy, the Bill Burr and all of them, they approach to this thing. It's like, oh, they doing pay-per-view. Oh, they, oh, they sold, oh, the birch, oh, the ass, oh, I see. Oh, they making a killing. And they consistently million, like two bears, I think, do a million a week easy. And that's just on YouTube, right? So what I'm speaking to is a business model that they putting down. You know, a business model that they putting down. They do these live show spinoffs um, where it's pay-per-view. Not even live shows like we do seeing hip-hop. We go on tour. We seeing hip-hop. See what I'm telling you. This what make me colder than everybody else. It's because they too ingratiated with the hip-hop thing. My range is too large. My range is large. See, what the podcasters are doing now is they copying the rappers. They literally are going to the same venues the rappers are going to and doing the same thing. Grab the mic, sell tickets. You don't got to do that. I'm going to show them what to do in this space, right? I'm going to show them what to do because, again, I'm a student of it. I'm running a master class on it. Not char- I'm saying in real time. I'm running a master class on how to build a brand, build a podcast, and send it through the, through the inner workings of the industry and come out with the paper. And that's in real time. But um but these dudes help build this space. These dudes like um like them help build this space. And also, um, again when I when I thought about that, I said, see, it ain't always about what you do when you come. Sometimes it's about when you come by itself, like your timing. Because when I look at with the death of Alpo, 
right? When I look at the death of Alpo and I see Dame Dash say, yo, we can do a paid in full two now. I look at that and I say, man, could Dame Dash have done what 50 Cent doing right now? Because really Dame Dash paid in full is kind of like 50 Cent power. One of the, it's not, you know, power's better, right? But I'm saying, explaining our culture, right? Dame them was early on that. Now, what I said was Dame couldn't do it, but without Dame, 50 couldn't do it. Because what Dame done, and a lot of these other people, right? Your ice cubes, your boys in the hood, your minister societies, your all of these things, what they done was they got the audience ready. See, some people getting the audience ready. Some people getting the audience ready. They may not capitalize all the way, but because of them, they stretched it out just enough for you to sneak in that hole. You see what I'm saying? And and that's what, um, when I look at Dane, I look at 50, and I say, Dane couldn't do what 50 is doing, but 50 couldn't do it without the wire. Already had been, you know, had that audience carved out. The wire carved that audience out for them. Stuff like the wire, stuff like um, what else was one of ours uh, show that was just like all the black people watched it. Empire in his early days, but I wouldn't even say Empire because that was right there with Fifty, so. He couldn't, I wouldn't give them that credit, right? But those older shows, maybe some of them that failed and didn't even do well. You know, some of them that's just, it, it just prepped NBC to take a little risk or it prepped the, you know, it's that audience. See, what 50's doing is he's carving out his audience in this entertainment space. And he's hoping to take that audience with him wherever he goes. And I think he's going to be able to do it because he's he's not stupid. He, what he's doing this on purpose. He's branding himself next to all of these shows. So when you see me, you think about those shows. Oftentimes, these writers are only a name that come up in the credits. So they got to kind of remind you like, oh, no, this is such and such. He made The Wire. Or this is such as, you know, it's not just when you see him, you think of, Power, you think of this, you think of these things in this space. So he's doing a great job marketing um um his face next to this this world that he's creating. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be be I'll get with him soon and get in one of these, you know, one of these movies or one of these something. I'm gonna be in one of these. I got to yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get on the big screen. So um we definitely gotta make that happen. But Dame Dash, Dame Dash is still hustling hard, he's still doing his thing. Um, when I look at movies like you know some of the movies State Property had paid in full, Minister Society, Next Friday, Ice Cube really helped. Ice Cube helped them because Ice Cube carved out. He carved out the audience for them white people. You see what I'm saying? They didn't know who he was reaching with. He carved out the audience, and they went through that audience with. A thousand different little movies. A thousand different little movies. And that's how the business work. 
You know what I'm saying? But we done building brands for these companies. We we got to get either equity in the company uh, or whatever because again, the money the money don't mean nothing with somebody already rich. So get these folk equity. Let these folk take the equity in the brand and let them run off and get them some paper when you sell it or, or when you blow it up. I saw Snoop Dogg on Joe Rogan. Uh, shout out Snoop. Shout out to Joe Rogan. You know, um, he's the real gold in this space. Um, again, you know, the biggest podcast in the world. Snoop, one of ours. Um, and I like to see Snoop interact with people like Rogan. Rogan, them are fans of him. You know, it's it's hard to find somebody that's not a fan of Snoop. He's one of our legends. He's one of our best representations. Um, and that's why I, I'm glad he was rapper. Um, and again, that was my point on Kanye West. Like, yo, I know personally rapper don't feel good to you and you may want to say nah, but this ain't about you. You $9 billion up. Fuck what they call you. This about us. They're going to box us in the rapper. You can get out of that. They're going to box us in. This about us. Let let them do call you a rapper. That representation weighed up that ladder says something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, we don't just got rappers that's in prison. They got the Rico. They got all the murders. They got the gun charges and this and that. Now nah, we got rappers too like Jay-Z. We got rappers too like Kanye. We got rappers like Snoop Dogg. We got rappers like LL. We got rappers like Ice Cube. Like, nah, don't run from that. That's us. See, that's what they do. They try to get you to a place where you separate from us, right? Because we need you if it's only merely for representation, I made the point last time, dog. It was important when you see the first black baseball player to hit a home run for him to hit that fist up, that black fist. That was just a that wasn't because again the people that I affect with that I never speak to. It's less about me. It's more about us, right? So stand next to that rapper, embrace it a little bit. But I saw Snoop go to Joe Rogan, and um, first thing I said was. This is always interesting to me when I see Rogan and us, right? I think when I go sit with Rogan, I think that'll be the the maybe one of the best transitions from hip hop world to him because he's he he's not running from us, right? But it's still things that he he maybe can't get he maybe don't know yet, right? Because it ain't his culture, and someone like Snoop has so much culture on him. That it ain't no in between. It's either you gonna understand what I'm saying or you not. He don't even talk regular. You know, it's all cuz and you know, you know, he got all kind of sayings and he just ism. It's just pouring out of him. So sometimes that ism it don't translate to them white folks, them white boys, they don't really it sound cool and they love it, but they can't keep up with it. Like even if you know Joe Rogan, right? And you know his cadence when he when he interviews. Again, I'm a student of the game. I know these dudes. I know when they uncomfortable. I know I I done studied this game, bro. Cause I listen. I know I got to be the most powerful one to hijack the process. So I had to study this thing from a different. I had to really really study it. But when you when you look at Rogan, right? And you understand. You know his cadence. You see him and Snoop. You see sometimes, because Rogan or sometimes his thing is, right, and certain people may don't know this or may don't look this deep into things. Great, but we going multi, so we got to get the particulars out the way, right? 
But when Rogan looks up, sometimes he'll look up and he's doing that to gather his thoughts and he's about to say something. But Snoop, with his media training on the hip hop side, he t- he takes that and jumps in because he that's their dead air place. See, it's just the different the difference of cultures right there. You see, but he, but but because Snoop is, you got to think he still got commentary experience, all these different talking experience. So when Rogan is doing his podcast thing, he's looking up to gather these thoughts, and he's about to say some. Snoop jump on in. So sometimes Rogan couldn't couldn't really get in his in his bag. But when I seen Snoop, I said, I really wish. And then shout out Def Jam and and what he's doing for Def Jam, like. He's putting a master class on how to stand next to the label and hustle. I pray that deal is a great deal because uh, me me looking at Snoop go as hard as he's going. I just hope that deal is good. Let's just say that. I also would like to see that being done with Death Row with Snoop. Like Snoop deserves to do. Death Row the way he's doing Death Jam. Um, just from a legacy standpoint, like from a a standpoint of him building that brand up, maybe they can help Suge get a few dollars out of it, or you know what I'm saying? Some families of the people that was involved rejuvenate some things, sign some media. I'll take a check to help promote it. You know what I'm saying? Sign some uh, new acts. You understand me? Uh, host some events in these different states looking for talent, things like that. Like, allow that brand because it means, it means so much to the culture, right? Um, and Def Jam does, too. Y'all can send me one of them Def Jam jackets. I'll take one. But he's doing a – he's putting on a master class 34, 30 years in. He's putting on a master class on not only promoting the album but promoting – a label. You understand me? When I seen him go on Joe Rogan and he stopped it twice to put some music on, I said, okay, I, Snoop pushing the line, pushing a hard line. You know, and Rogan, Rogan going, Rogan's, Rogan is um, conscious of his position in the game, right? Snoop handed him a jacket. And said, man, I got to see you at a UFC fight. And then Rogan made sure to get on mic and camera and be like, yo, I'm wearing this at the next one. Like, see, those little things right there are so important to the co-side of my people, right? See, when I'm saying something to my people, they know when I say it like this, that's so y'all know I'm okay with the folk. See, my brand um, is so strong. And I learned this as I'm navigating through these different states and with these uh, people that that's worth a lot of money in this business. My brand is so strong that the people that know me, they know me for the game. They know dude got some game. He got the game in his palm, right? So if you see me standing next to AT&T, you know that they standing next to the game. But you know that they standing next to the game, right? So that's what can help. Build companies up Not the brand that blends in But the brand that stands for something That can Draw that unique audience Right That stands beside them Right Because I got people man That 
I don't even have to push my brand. Like I said, I was thinking that like I'm gonna have to tell these dudes all about how you know my podcast is this and that and that and bad. And when I get there, somebody done done that for me. Somebody done said, "Nah, he the truth, dude." Coming like he that like nah, he the he the man. Like this dude is spot. Like he the I get what I'm doing out of him. Like he so it be like oh this what they mean from word of mouth. I never knew. You know, I never seen word of mouth happening in real time. You see what I'm saying? And it's and it's a it's a unique thing, but but I'm telling you, you gotta understand all this different shit to even to even live in this space, you know. But Snoop, man, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll sit down and touch base with him and see where he sits in regards to the death row side of this. Because I would love to see Snoop running around with death row. Um and Def Jam can give me a check and we'll we can p- help push Def Jam as well. But um we gotta just be in a position to see exactly like the benefits for this for the OG. You know what I'm saying? The benefits for the OG, cause he working hard. He really is working hard for sure. All right, 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 all right. Bop bop chicken chicken. Yeah, chicken head. Chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken head, whatever. All right, so um, we back from break. We're about to look at Kanye West part two interview with Drink Champs. For those that don't know, Kanye West um sat down with Drink Champs and had about a three or four hour interview. I would say almost five. No, hold on. Yeah, probably about almost four hour interview. In my opinion, I can do a whole podcast on, on the business of that and maybe why they should have kept all of that in one uh podcast, but that's a whole nother thing. We're gonna celebrate the, the interviews and try to dissect some game out of it. Um the first interview, uh, I think did ten million in a week, definitely a big impact, definitely was a lot said. The second interview is more so focused on um, the Larry Hoover project, um, but Kanye being Kanye, you still get tidbits of him um, going in and out of his thoughts, you know, and communicating some of the things that he feels, his competition, his setbacks, the people that's trying to hold him back, you know, things like that, doing the things that Kanye West does. So we're going we gonna to look at a little bit of it and interject what we see fit. As powerful as we are and as influential as we are, this there still are pieces of our 2021 Constitution that are only aimed towards the lost Hebrew race, known the lost Hebrew people, pardon me, known as black, and that is still modern day um, modern day slavery. So I'm you got to give. Collectively, that's that's the whole point. That's the reason why it's talks of me and Drake doing a concert uh, to uh, to bring light to Hoover mm. together. That's and that's what, I see you with Jay Prince and. And Jay Prince obviously is affiliated. I see the rap a lot chain. Like Jay Prince spoke about it here, I believe. Yeah. If I'm not wrong. Yeah. 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 You know, so for a bigger call, for period, I love Drake anyway. You know what I'm saying? And so let me let me speak on that a little bit. This is coming off the heels of Kanye West um, releasing a video standing next to Jay Prince where he read a statement um, to reach out to Drake to try to squash the beef and do a concert uh, for Larry Hoover, you know, to bring awareness to free Larry Hoover. 
Drake didn't respond. Drake didn't respond. Um, if he didn't want to respond, it was just good timing because, um, you know, he, he just came off that travesty that happened at the Astro World. So, you know, for him to come out and, and speak on that, it's like, are you disregarding these families? Like, so it's a lot going on with Drake right now for him to entertain that. So he never responded. But Kanye West sat next to um, Jay Prince, and I'll play the video that he read. Hold on. All right, so here's the, here's, here's the video. Prince, I'm making this video to address the ongoing back and forth between myself and Drake. Uh, both me and Drake have taken shots at each other, and it's time to put it to rest. I'm asking Drake on December 7th to join me on stage as a special guest to share the two biggest albums of the year live in Los Angeles with the ultimate purpose being to free Larry Hoover. I believe this event will not only bring awareness to our cause, but prove to people everywhere how much more we can accomplish when we lay our pride to the side and come together. Jay and Jay Prince, I'm making this video to address the ongoing back and forth. So that's the video that people were speaking about. A lot of times, you know, when you're not involved in the street, you know, um, or things like that, then you really don't understand what standing next to Jay Prince is or standing next to certain people is or tapping in with this dude and they wrapping their arm around you. You know what they do in these other city states. Some people got staying in these states and in certain pool and love in certain spots that love can only get it done at. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, man, when you really dealing with millionaires, sometimes your little money ain't no good back through there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you got a hundred K to do this or that, you know. In some spots that money ain't no good. Some depending on who it come through. You know, you can't shoot a hundred K to me through anybody and I'm accept that. Me, I'm not. Some people will, but I'm dealing with enough information not to make them kind of mistakes. Know what I'm saying? I even pay attention to who the money come through. You ever heard somebody say all money ain't good money? You know what I'm saying? These things run parallel for me. I got to make sure, you know, the things that that's land on my desk come from people that's supposed to land in my surroundings. You know what I mean? Because I don't have anybody or everybody that's got the ability just to pull up and bring something to me. However, the people that do, I do have around me. I got to always vet them and make sure that they understand the gravity attached to the situation, right? Because, you know, whether or not you view me in a way that's um, reality, because a lot of people, a lot of people will view you from a standpoint of um, what you've done for them or how you've allowed them to navigate around your life. They don't understand your impact and 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 the way that you're viewed and the way that, you know, like you hear dudes like Joe Budden say, yo, I was the man everywhere except at home and things like that. Those things are real things. You hear Kanye West say, yo, I'm up $6 billion in Tata Jay-Z homeboy still look at me like I'm, I'm you, and it's like it's a crazy thing. So some people, I don't know, man, it's, it's just a thing, but um. You got to always vet the people that's around you and make sure that um that they respect the situation, especially if it's special. Right now, everybody ain't dumb. 
Right If things are happening to you That ain't happening to nobody These things are special things Something's happening in your life You see what I'm saying And people gotta really really be receptive to that If they claim they love you And they claim that they on your team That's why I told You know all them You see me I be solo I be dolo It's strength in that though You know and I always tell the youngsters man That pack of dudes Them, them dudes soft man them pack of dudes, that's why I would always trip when people would say you're an only child, like that's a weakness. I would always say, oh, yeah, that's a strength. That mean I got to figure it out. That mean we can't gang nobody. I got to know how to fight. That mean I can't go and get my brother. I got to figure this out right here. So for me, it was a strength. To others, they would view it as I was always on the other side of that. Like, nah, what you mean? I don't understand. Like, that's yo, my people love me. Like, and then people want to view that as something. Yo, my mama love me. I would tell him, bank now. Yo, my mama love me, man. You understand? And that ain't a weakness for me, huh? That'll never be a weakness for me. That lady had me and look what I come today. Look what I am today. We talking about somebody that's doing what I'm doing, bro. Come on, man. And then she'll love me if I wasn't doing that. But I'm just saying like, yo, for me, bro, it's important that the people that's around me, they proud of me, that they respect the game, that they respect what I'm offering to the world. What they respect that something's happening with this thing that I'm not in control of and God has placed his hands on it for some reason, right? These things be happening. I don't control none of this here. Ain't nowhere in the world I could have done some of that. I just, the CEO, me and the CEO revolt. And the day we had a, the, the meeting, I got the seven on my hat. He got the seven on his hoodie. It just the... Just shit is ordained. It's just shit is like, yo, what is going on? The number seven is like, what is going on with all of this? You know what I'm saying? So, again, got to have people around you. You got to have people around you that get it. Or my advice is to do it by yourself. Because what will happen is your energy can come down. In eight, about... I'll give it just off the top of my head. 40% of this is your energy. 40% of this is how you feel about, you know, going to do it. How you feel about this shit. You got to feel good about this shit. You got to be comfortable. Took care of. You understand? Those of us that's able to do it without that, you a very special person. And any creator that listens to me and watches me and you one of them, you're a special individual. You know, that don't start or stop with me. You understand? But let's look at a little bit of this. Just, I was just, basically, I was just telling you, like, little back and forth basketball type of professional rap stuff we was dealing with. Yeah. But on a bigger, and also I say, you know, those of us that know how to organize are brought to their demise. Mm. Because they do not want us to be organized. They want us to be modern day slaves. Mm. Deep shit, man. Deep shit. Deep shit. So where is it at? Um, hiring a new lawyer. 
All right, let me uh, speak on one thing with the um, lawyer thing, cause okay. yay is yay. <laughs> we expanded the lawyer team. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. He didn't see eye to eye with the attorney, but okay. he, he took us to a point where we, we, we added on to making the team stronger. Right. And um, you asked me where we at, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so he was denied without prejudice. So what? What? Did say that again. I, I, I he was denied without Which prejudice. Like flat out denial. Like no, 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 no. So there's a lot of other people that's on this case that was released right, from the right. first step back. It was nine, say nine people on this case, and maybe six of them are released now, right? right. Wow. They denied, and it's the same thing, pretty much the same paperwork. And and, and, and Kamala created the first step back, right? Kamala created. You don't like Kamala at all. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> You've been going out. No, 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 no. Who created the first? Who, I think Biden. It? No, it was Biden. I think, um, or, or Clinton. No. Clinton. No, no. Uh, Trump I don't think none of us know what the hell we're talking about. I don't it, know what the hell we're talking about. I'm just riding with y'all. It came yeah. out. The it first, came out. The first step is to get people out, right? The, yeah, I think right. the first step it, the first it started step before act, Trump, but it came out. Trump pushed it through, and that's Trump when it came out. Trump pushed through the First Step Act, niggas. What does that mean? What it means is stop, stop dick riding uh, fucking Democrats so much that don't do shit for us. And be dissing Trump and like they helping us with taxi, like eating, we getting out of jail, we doing all this. This man Trump was like the most favorite white person, and y'all let media make it. We used to use him, and we ain't mentioned none, and we ain't know who none of these people are. We don't know who these people are. We don't know who the mayor of Chicago is. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. This person just came out the blue, and we still killing each other. Like crazy, you know what I'm saying? All these industry plants and these rappers and this is that that. Y'all understand that y'all mentally controlled and use and you not love y'all just simply like just a a, a a ticking like they just counting on the killings the deaths the murders the vote the vote you know what i'm saying at the boardroom when they want to like hire celebrities they're like how do we get this celebrity that relates directly to this financial group and the community that's why they don't have they, they might have black people. They ain't got dark, dark, dark skinned black people mm. on these on these boards and these corporations. We are in modern day slavery, and at this point, it's like I put my life on it. This shit that I'm saying right here, bro. And let me tell you, I don't want no white Christians come up to me telling me how I shouldn't be cursing and what I should be doing. That's still other forms of. It was Christians in the KKK too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Was. Also, Christianity. There's black, there's Egyptian monks from back in 1300s. So when atheists tell us, oh, well, Christianity was thrown at you by the slave. Oh, no, it wasn't. Jesus been here. We the blood of Christ. That's our, that's our people. This is the first time I... Just a stronger case with what right. we bring. What we bring. It, it, it already started a positive change. What I like is I leaned into this idea of us get a let's get a better lawyer because they got me on some you can't wear a hat, you can't say this, you can't say that. It also made me like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, work on Hoover cases much. And I'm like, man, no, I have to do this. God has called me to do this. And Manop was like, they had just got caught. Manop called Jennifer up. Boom. She was into it. She from Chicago originally, yes. right? Yes. From Chicago, prison reform, watch this. She talked to my wife and gave her another code book while she was training to be a lawyer. Wow. You know what I mean? Because I, I, was, I was given ideas for skits for SNL, and my wife was in a session with the lawyer that's trainer, and the lawyer got on the phone and started making bad suggestions. And I was like, man, this dude's an idiot. They got an idiot training my wife. She gonna fail the bar the third time because I feel like 
There's people who might not want, they don't want you. There's people who might not want Kim Kardashian to become a lawyer. Because you know what happens when Kim Kardashian becomes a lawyer? That shirt gets a little bit higher. The cleavage gets a little bit more covered up. It's 14-year-old girls, 17-year-old girls that's posing a little bit. They want to become a lawyer. She affects people in that way. And it's people that don't want her to affect these women in that way. They want her to affect them in that other way. And they could put a lawyer that give you all the right things and just enough wrong things that you just missed your test by this much. You get them next time. And it just so happened that God had me here. Because I, I see the smallest thing. But when I see somebody move their hat like this from over there and be like, you know what I'm saying? So I heard him say this dumbass suggestion. I was like, and this is the person that you got next to you at all times? And it's hard because, you know, being a celebrity is hard to feel love. So those that are like psychology majors, they know how to make us feel like we loved. First of all, we're very narcissistic. So who the hell does a real person gonna sit us, listen to I us talk about that ourselves? Word the other day. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who? If someone can sit around and hear you talk about you all the time, they not there for you. They working for somebody else, and it's their job to listen to you. They ain't no grown ass person, self respecting person, got time to listen to you, all your damn problems all the time. But I'm never bringing up some of their problems. Yeah. You know, this is what they call plants. Right. Industry plants. Industry plants. You don't think the most popular, most famous woman in the world got plants? The only thing they got nannies. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. No, don't listen to him. Yeah, he's so crazy. What? Big facts. What you talking about? But at the end of the day, I ain't got the paperwork yet. So I'm going to come on this joint and try to save my family and keep my family together and try to save his family, my extended family, and pull our family together. Hey, I just wanted to say, I know, um... Regina drives while listening to classical music on the AKG sound system. Nah, play some New Orleans brass. <laughs> if you want to be bold, you have to go off script. Experience the all-electric Cadillac Lyric. Uh, this is your show, and you come yeah. to get the flowers to yeah. yay, yeah. but I want to get all y'all, y'all... All Thank y'all, you. y'all flowers for, you know what I mean, allowing me the platform no, of course. to put this message out here. You know, it's been a long time. I've been right. fighting for a long time. And right. It just needs to go as far as it possibly can. So, Is there anything yeah. else that people could do to help? Yeah. Well, What's at going this point on? right now, you can just keep checking the Larry Hoover Project on Instagram. Okay. And that's where the information will start. It'll be passed out at on what we're doing. We need maybe a... Petition or whatever it is we right. may need to do. You know what I mean? Because you got to think of, sorry, 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 but 47 years is kind of like a life sentence. That is a life sentence. It is like life you, sentence. He already served His life. children like, are grown, he got grandkids, and that's a like, life that's sentence. That's real talk. Like, I mean, the people on his case, the same exact case, right. filed the same paperwork home. Right. We don't know about you. We see you a little different. Right. You was a leader. We don't know if you can come home and not lead people. Right. And at 71, you go leave people negatively. Right. Yeah, right. 71. Jeez. Because that's what they don't want. They don't want us to have a positive leader. Mm. They want us to not have the redemption. Mm. That's why I say. Like the verses that you talk Mama is dying around. Daddy is dying around. But well, I want to know when daddy is back in town. Yeah. <laughs> daddy no is back in town. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no redemption for him. He's, yeah. They, you know. That's when dad, when you, when Hoover home, daddy's back in town. Like, 
It's so are you. I'm sorry. Let me just finish because I'm I'm sitting back and I'm sitting sitting here. You saying ownership because one thing you said to me on the phone was I want to buy America. I don't know. If you remember telling me that. We weren't supposed to bring that part up. No, I was supposed to. No good. No good. No, no, really no, what I'm saying, I'm going. I'm going to. Okay. That's, that's like some real talk to me. Like he's like, yo, listen, we gonna buy America. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. All right, Kanye, I gotta get a little bit more up. <laughs> but I'm with you. Yeah. But that's shit that people don't think about. Like, like even with the Wyoming move. Like, um, I said it right, Wyoming. Yes. Yeah. Like. So you bought the whole land out there? Uh, I got 12,000 acres. I got two ranches in Wyoming, but we're going to pull up because Shameless name dropped. Elon been telling me, like, yo, you got to come out to Austin. You got to see what we're doing, what we're building out here. Jay Prince just said, you got to come out to Houston. You got to see what... I said, can I build on my land? Because they keep stopping yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it's about community building. I hit Thug up. I was like... I got the bars on it. One of it is the plumbing and irrigation. Make one system for the entire community. Put one farm in the middle of community. Make it so there's no cars in the middle of community. Base the diet that we plant around the Dr. Sebi diet. Use generators that you have to be on the grid a little bit when you're in America, but use the least amount of you, you thought I wasn't going to get myself killed in this interview. Use the, the least amount of on-the-grid energy as possible. Tesla said the Earth is a giant generator, Conductor, and it is. Right, yeah, yeah. Now, all of this information is th- this, this engines that run off trash, this refrigerators that are silent, that run off fire. This is, but we all been put into the program, into the grid, into the system. One of the things is this lady named Temple Grandin that changed the meat industry because uh, she was on the spectrum. Uh, and she could feel the cow's pain, so she put them in these circular vats. And the cows, as they went to the slaughterhouse, they was happy, sort of like the music industry. Mm. Because Deep. we the cows, happy on our way nice. to the slaughterhouse. Wow. Now, um, but for us, our existence, for instance, the amount, like if I go into designs or any space, there's too many... There's too many lights in every restaurant, especially in the middle of the day. Just use a skylight. In every restaurant, in every home, it helps you with your mental health. A lot, we all are on the spectrum somewhere. Just only a couple of us went to the hospital or have been diagnosed with medication. When I slammed that paparazzi that day, they made me go to anger management. I'm sitting there with Amber Rose at the anger management situation and the, the, the anger management coach just keeps on hitting on Amber <laughs> and then giving me some medication. That was the beginning of my medication. That was the snowball into eventually ended up being diagnosed as bipolar, which there's a lot of people who will say, I don't believe that you are actually bipolar. And anytime somebody wants to, you know, say that I'm wrong about something, hide the truth, lie, they say, yeah, he's crazy. It's just the ultimate final cutoff to not have to listen. Like I said, we were born into, we were raised into this life. Racist, sexist, homophobic, but now also a phobia of things with mental health. Do we feel like that could be the end of any conversation? Stop talking, stop thinking, stop feeling. You crazy. 
Stop being like, I don't like that one Drake line. You crazy. Stop being like, damn, I was the Louis Vuitton Don. Now they got Virgil and he got the Nikes at the same time. You crazy. Oh, you ain't voting for Kamala. You ain't voting for Biden. You crazy. Oh, you running for president? You crazy. Are you sleeping in the stay You crazy. Oh, you cut your hair different? You crazy. Are you wearing skinny jeans back in the days? You crazy. Are you walking around with the Hermes bags? You crazy. And I could do all these things and people, and I'm gonna tell you like this, for Britney Spears and for anybody, okay, I'm crazy, but what y'all gonna do about it? All this shit over with now. I'm nine Billy crazy up out here. Mm. So y'all can say that crazy talk for somebody else. Y'all, now not, y'all not gonna, y'all not, y'all not gonna diminish what I'm doing and what God is doing with me in the future by trying to cut my legs off or cut my influence off by calling me crazy. That don't work. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, you need your meds. You're not in your best mental state right now. No, I know what's going on, and I'm not having it. I'm Buffalo Bill. You know, I'm one of them characters from the movie, you know, back in the days. Think about There Will Be Blood. Man, they wasn't having it. I'm not having none of it from nobody ever, period, on my life, bro, on my mama, on God, period. I'm not having nothing, period. This is the truth. We're going to have to deal with the truth because we can't build communities off of lies. We got to build communities off of a foundation. We build our foundation on a truth. Only the truth will set us free. No, no, I see, nigga. I've been watching you, nigga. Regina drives while listening to classical music on the AKG sound system. Nah, play some New Orleans brass. If you want to be bold, you have to go off script. Experience the all-electric Cadillac Lyric. This is beautiful shit right here. Yeah. Like this, yeah, I feel like you. I feel like got we got a DJ question. I feel like we're gonna have a part two of this of this interview. Is this gonna be part one and part two? Because we could talk about. I mean, life is a big keyboard, but we could talk about actual rap, how we chop this up, how me and consequences no, thing me, over let me, there. Let me just. Okay, let me, I mean, and I do. We we yeah. do need to talk about that. But you do know you are our Walt Disney. Yes. Like, I want you to to know that. Like, um, yeah. I, I I remember watching interviews with you, which you you saying like. You wanted to be that, yeah. but um, you've actually accomplished that. Like w- when a Yeezy drops, when a sneaker drops, yeah. like our community goes crazy for it. Like yeah. you, like when you said it, you said Yeezy jumped over the jump, man. Yeah. I don't know if you knew what you were saying, yeah. but jo- Jordan still won't meet with me. <laughs> I'm trying to meet with Michael Jordan. I'm like, man, it's it's a song, man, but. No, <laughs> oh, no. Nah, nah. Michael Jordan said this thing. It's like, why y'all acting like Virgil made me hot? These shoes is hot. Like this, is somebody I met with Michael Jordan. That oh. used to work with me. The, um, the, but Nike really ain't had shit since the Yeezys. They can't, you know. But they could get it back. You know what I'm saying? There was a period where Drake just I couldn't get not no traction. Okay, stuff, but let's you know go for the Red Octobers. Yeah. Let's go for the Red Octobers. But you, it was like, I was Nike and Drake is like Yeezy, a rap. Like, I'm Yeezy to what Nike is. And now with Donda, you're starting to get some traction back. He ain't putting miracles on me. If I lean into that. And you then, still wear Nike socks. It's kind of weird. Nike, man, yeah. but I'm wearing it because I'm not no slave to that. This is my partner. Like, tell me this. Adidas could sign Pharrell or sign Drake or sign Pusher, right? But I can't wear Nike? That's pretty one-sided. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. That's pretty one-sided, especially... Sorry, it was they was losing. They was losing two billion dollars when I. There was a fifteen billion dollar company losing two billion dollars when I got there. Now 
Yeezy's a $3 billion company and they a $60 billion com company. So who got the short end of the stick? How was that engineered? You know, it's not to either we get respect directly from these companies or we do our own thing. But I'm gonna lay them on a back. I'm gonna lay them on a back. Gap, Adidas, I run it. I'm Putin. I run it. I'm laying them Ooh, on their back. No, because I realized, like, I was like, I was like, man, I'm like, I'm like young Putin. Until I realized that culture is a form. What you say? No, no what's funny? Uh, your reference to Putin is amazing. No, no it's actually the Russian president. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm young Putin. Until I'm I, from Chicago. Until I realized. <laughs> from Oblak, right? Yeah, no. You talking about Vladimir? Yeah, Vladimir yeah. Putin. I, I, I used to say I was young Vladimir until I realized I was Vladimir. You know the moment when I realized that it was? When I realized that culture is an oil. Culture is an energy, and I'm the king of culture for the past 20 and the next 2,000 years. See, that's the thing, but we got to know that. I was just telling the CEO, I was telling them, we got to know that culture is an oil. It is something that's... um. It's, it's something that's going to be at the top of the financial place space for the next at least 50 years. You know, this thing of ours. Fortunate for us, the warehouse is in the hood. The production houses are in the hood, right? It's, it's most of these guys that contribute to this thing of ours, they come out the hood. And um, the problem with the labels and the people that want to take our coach and our style and attach it to brands and make that a thing is the problem they don't understand is you can't, you, you can't take this and Hollywood this thing out because then you take the ingredient out of it. There's a sweet spot. And when I say hood, I don't mean criminal activity because you got Kanye West that come from the hood that's never done anything criminal. Right? The hood and the streets are different. Somebody said they come from the streets, that's different than somebody said they come from the hood. You see what I'm saying? But the hood, it produces um you could be from the streets and from the hood, but you 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 can't be from the hood and from the streets. You feel me? Just to clarify that because that's a that's a that's a different conversation. But we produce things that contribute to this thing that's making these companies billion-dollar companies. You see the effects of Travis Scott when you see they say that he made $15 million off of Nike's shoe. So imagine what it made Nike. Sure, his splits are not over 20%. So if he made 10 we can imagine what they made taking the 80% of the pie. Right? You see that they say that he made $20 million for Fortnite. He made twenty million, or it made twenty million, whatever he took from that. But I'm saying that's just one of us. Look at Yeezy; he's telling you that yo, when I got with Adidas, they was worth two billion, losing a billion a year. They now worth sixty six billion, and I'm worth four billion. Something's off with that. We've contributed to things right that we don't have any real equity in, and that's where the problem comes. But we're in the information age, and things are changing. So when you hear him start to explain things like that, you must 
understand the position that he's coming from. He has a he has a uh, his negotiating power is substantial, but he runs into problems. And I think this is when he tries to shake the rapper tag. Is when he starts to run into problems when he tries to explain to Balenciaga that he wants his pool and his own store, and and they still view him as you know he's a rapper. You come from our culture, and he's trying to shake that off in hopes of I appeal better to some of these people. But I, I give I give him some pushback and say, yo, yo, not for you, but for us. Let's let's stand next to the rapper. The same thing we did with Gangster. Let's try to because they gonna wear the gangster tag, but let's say, yo, gangster is taking care of the hood, making sure that people don't affect the old people, make sure folks ain't around here stealing. Like, that's what gangsta is, not tearing the neighborhood up, right? So what we got to do is control the narrative. And you don't you don't morph from us and become one of our strongest ones to then say, nah, stop calling me them. Yo, it's people like, nah, don't do us like that, home. I can figure it out. I'm good. But I'm saying for us, let's figure that. Let's conversate a little bit more about that and let's embrace that and kind of pull that closer to us. You know, as we see some of our other people, because no matter what you do, you're not going to shake it. You can scream and holler about it all you want. If them folks say that, they they going to say that. That's how they go. You see what I'm saying? But for us and for the youngsters, just looking like, yo, he started as a rapper in X, Y, Z. Like, let that be. Let that be part of that. But, um. But yeah, man, we just contribute to some of these brands and we don't make the money. But now again, that's changing. Um and, and, and we're gonna put ourselves in a position to start capitalizing and owning the brands and being more influential in in in, in those boardrooms and things like that. Cause our representation isn't there. But in that marketing room, they looking for all of us. And don't be confused. The boardroom is where they make all the money, but the marketing room is where they make all the moves. And then they try to go hire focus groups. And so people from 18 to 24, this black, what are they listening to? What are they doing? Like, yo, bro, some things is about impact and organically doing these things. Grass rooting these things. So your brand stand next to something that means something to the people, right? They say, oh, he won us. They they funded his thing. Like, a lot of times they go get these name brand dudes and they think it translates. And it doesn't. Fortunate for them, they got a, they, they got a whole bunch of money and they know how to write things off on their taxes. But let's look at a little more what he said. <laughs> it's like, I love everyone. You got what I'm saying? Everything is equal. I'm not a, a, a person... A black person in America can't be labeled with something against another minority. Mm-hmm. I think that's unfair, and it's not even really about anti-Semitic. It's not a matter of, do oh you hate Jews? No, it's a matter of control. Mm. It's a matter of the fact that blacks work for Jews, Jewish people, and blacks are Jews. Mm. Blacks are blood of Christ. Blacks are Hebrews, the twelve lost tribes of Jew, mm. You know, and that we don't know this. And it's like, bro, these is like, these is facts, bro, but it, it's up, man. Everything happened for a reason. Because I'll be thinking, I'm like, man, hmm, this is the, this the whole thing. 
I'm working for the gap. Ain't nobody care about the gap till we went to the gap, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I moved that stock. And they be doing all kind of behind the back. You know, even when they drop the, the hoodies, they made it look like the Drake cover on purpose and didn't show me. You know, I had the multiple colors. I don't know if you remember, you could do this overlap. Boom, show that on the screen. And I'm just saying, I tell them. You know what I mean? The banks, the fact that I'm not on the boardrooms is a form of supremacy. And it's a matter of just like, yo, Steve Jobs had to go down for five years. So it might be a moment, post this interview, post whenever, where it says, Kanye, oh, the artist, the, the human being formerly known as Kanye West is no longer the richest black man in America. He's homeless. But just wait. Wait two, three, four years. And poop terminated. Putin, whatever you want to call it, yay, we'll be back. And we're going to be Yemen back. Eater. Bigger, yeah, bigger, better, more community than ever. Because all the people that would be afraid of this don't need to be around because it's get free time. It well, ain't, well, it ain't for us that don't know, right? Because yeah, you, just, you just spoke about being on the boardroom, right? Yeah. For us that don't know, we, we, we also heard you say like you almost made like $2 billion or something like that with them. What is, why is it so important to be in the boardroom? Tell us. Like, break it down for people who don't know. Decision-making, I would Decision-making. Yeah. Wow. Decision-making. Like, I heard this. Um, well, I just broke it down to you. The boardroom is where the money is made, where the decisions are ultimately made, but the marketing room is where the moves are made. In the marketing room, see, and that's why my new brand, they think they steal, and I explained this on, 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 on in the apartments with Parlay, and after they come out, we'll drop the shirts, and then I'll start to build on it on my platform. But you know, it's um, it's just important, man. It's important that you understand these things. You know, when you don't understand what the boardroom is, I know you can't respectfully handle a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? See, and and that's what I mean about um, some people are hustling good and they in a great place, but some people deserve to be where they at from a standpoint of they really comb through this shit and figure this shit out. And them them people, they, they different. And that's what I miss. I'm one of them ones that, you know, I can dance this kind of talk when you want to talk this kind of talk. I know exactly where you headed with it. You know, and I, I know what he what wave Linfion on when he's saying, yo, they basically just took my brand and dropped something that kind of looked like the Drake thing on purpose. And I ain't even had control to stop because I ain't in the boardroom. They did give me stock equities, billion dollars or whatever they gave me, couple billion and some stock that's worth probably. That's why I'm worth these billions is because of all this little last moves I made. But I still didn't get control over the brand or in that room to really see what they doing with the information and all of that. You see what I'm saying? That's a that's a totally different fight. Told just say one time, he said, you know what I hate about artists? They take 80% of my money. Jesus. That's how much the manager controls. Last night when I was watching a fight, this boxer was out there, bah, 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 and the dude from the side, he was overweight. He's screaming out, go low, go low, go low. <laughs> He's telling them what to do, right? When the dude started bleeding, that dude got up, stopped the fight. He wasn't even out there boxing. He was just control of everything. 
from the from the back. That's why they say Jay can never. Is that a good or bad thing? I just think it is what it is. You know, for me, it's like a Steve Jobs kind of personality. I can't be, you know, can you? Can you go? Can you go, go with it. You fucking them up, man. Come on. It's just in well, my you, 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 you fucking up. You like you ain't gonna ask Biggs. Like, Biggs, can you go for that? <laughs> I just said it more kind, politely. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so you see this guy? He's fighting. Yeah. You don't see it as a good thing or a bad thing. It just I, is what it is. Boy, nothing is good or bad, is it? Mm. It all just is what it is at this point. Mm. It just all just is what it is. And you know, we got these two type of archetypes, cloud thirsty whores and power hungry maniacs in this game called life. This is I, this is cowboys in it. Can you say that again? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we rewind it, no problem. <laughs> power, power. I don't know what it was. It was deep. It was too No, I meant to say sluts. Okay. <laughs> now, we all we all are a combination of all that. So let's say it's only one type of archetype in this game. Power Hungry Maniacs. That would be the name of our video game of life. Power Hungry Maniacs. Power Hungry Maniacs. What kind of power? Because you could have passive aggressive power. You know, you could have people, you know, how you feel. Nothing. Somebody, you know, you didn't piss them off and they don't talk back to you. They make you feel something. You know what I'm saying? Man, how many wives is really in control of the house? You know what I'm saying? They got the full technique. It's like the man, yeah, you the man of the house. That means you ain't controlling shit. Because... <laughs> The wife got the kids, mm, right. they got the sex, mm. they got the clothes, they run the nanny, they blah, 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 blah. You don't, really, it's like women can basically run the, <laughs> run the globe. Let me tell you, OnlyFans, women, when they were doing it, it wasn't particularly for power, it was more attention, because in general, woman wants their flowers, they want their attention. With a man, we talking about OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans. Okay, right. With men, we, we just we lower our power for just desire. Desire, men, we just be horny. You know what I'm saying? And then we're gonna text these girls a DM or whatever they do on OnlyFans because I, I get my OnlyFans off of Reddit. I bootleg the OnlyFans. Wait. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to gonna be so mad at me. You as an artist, <laughs> would you want people to bootleg that shit? <laughs> so, but whatever, whatever type of interaction that, because I, I know, you know from being single for a bit, it'd be a bunch of OnlyFans. They not hosts at all. They just get money, but it don't even be about the money or it'd be about the showing off. It really is more about the attention. Because they look up and it's like you look, you know, like from my phone, it's like when I wake up, like if I don't have like 10 texts or something, you know, my, uh, what, what is that? Your um, serotonins and uh, dopamines and stuff that you're, is, is a little bit lower. When I see those 12 texts, it kind of goes up. It kind of brightens and you want to read. Man, even if it might be some bullshit, but you just like, we, the best thing we got as people in this game of life is people. Yeah. Now, you talked yeah. about your father talking through the toilet. Yeah. You know, the ability to just have a conversation, really? you know, is the best thing. Like this, right? We're going to have it. Might be a little bit of uproar here, but it's going to be a conversation. It goes away. We come back a year later, whenever it's going to be more conversation. Yo, so that was, like I said, a good interview, man. And um, shout out, yay, shout out. Noriega Drink Champ, shout out Revo, shout out Black Effect. Um, 
you know exactly what the vibes is. We hustling, a lot of hustling going on in the podcast space. Uh, we've we've arrived, black uh, entertainment, especially music and our culture. We we got a stronghold on the podcast space. You know, earlier I was saying that comics built it. Um, outside of you know uh, Combat Jack and um, Loudspeaker Network, Charlemagne, Chris Monroe, Pistol P, even um, Cipher Sounds. Um, Rosenberg, a lot of those early ones, uh, the Reed, a lot of those early ones, you know, um, Tax Stone even was early, but a lot of people built this industry. Um, but comics was really, 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 really instrumental, um, in it. And, um, as, as I said, it's a lot more money to be made. Um, I want to speak on this and then we'll get out of here for this week because, uh, got another, we got to do another podcast. Yeah, but it, but it was just a great interview, man. So shout out Kanye, shout out Noriega, shout out Drink Champs, Black Effect again, revote the whole team. Um, it's a lot of business being done. It's a lot of money to be made. You know, I salute all the creators that's out there doing their thing. Speaking of creators, Ashanti was on Angie Martinez. Shout out to her. Definitely a legend in the space. Again, the same way I feel about the South, right? I feel as though when they talk about media, when they talk about certain things that's happened um, in, in rap and in entertainment, they tend to leave the South out. I think they do the same with the women, with the Angela Yees, even um, Envy's been instrumental. He's been podcasting a long time. Don't get it confused, him and his wife. But they don't talk about the Angela Yees, the Angie Martinez's, um, the Laura Styles. You know, they don't they don't really be talking about the women. Um, I forgot. Excuse me. So I'm so sorry. The, um, the one that's over there with Sway, legend in this space. Because I'm just on the fly. I don't do anything with notes. But um, they don't really speak about them either. Angie Martinez a staple, not only in New York but in this space. Again, stretching the fabric. Stretching the fabric of the media space and allowing space for other people to get in there. If not on my watch, on my, on my, um, you see what I'm saying? If not on my watch, on my behalf, you know what I'm saying? I had a direct, um, I had a direct influence on the audience, you know, even setting the tone for this kind of thing that's going on, right? So as from that standpoint, that's legendary status. But Ashanti um, and Ashanti Irv Gotti is going through something, right? Um, in regards to, you know, when I first heard about Ashanti re-recording her albums, I knew it was a business play. I knew it was a business that she was trying to get from up under, right? So Angie, as she goes to speak with her, and that's a good space for the women to go. I didn't, I need. I said I got to zoom back in on them. I, I've zoomed in on that as well because I know that whole space. Um, but I zoomed out and went more so birds eye view on them um, because I had so many other things that I was uh, worried about. You see what I'm saying? But um, um, Angie Martinez had an interview with Ashanti and said some things about uh, the situation and why she wants to record her album over. Let's see what she said. Oh, before before I take it there, um, you know, last time we seen Ashanti was when she was on Versus. She ran up and uh, Nelly ran up on it and all of that. I think she spoke to that as well. But we're going to focus because we see that Irv Gotti has responded. 
So um, let's hear what she said, and then we'll we'll read what Irv Gotti said. You saw Angie. Yeah. You were one of my first interviews. You know yeah. what I mean? I came up here with the coach bucket hat on. Oh, we got to pull, pull that up. We got to pull that Yes. So yeah. I was so new and just I really didn't understand everything that was happening, you know. But now looking at that 20 years later and seeing everything that has happened, the ups, the downs, you know, some of the people I'm not with anymore, it's just like, wow. You know, and I'm in such a good space, so I'm just grateful. I'm so happy for you. Thank you deserve you. all of this moment Thank happening you for so you. Much. But why? So what? What is the thinking behind doing uh, redoing the album as opposed to like just doing a new album? Like the thinking behind that is showing the business side of ownership mm-hmm. and how important it is to own. So well, yeah, break it down for me because I don't know all the business about right. This. So yeah. with the first album. After this time period, I'm allowed to go in and re-record. And then once I re-record the first album... You own it. Exactly. So everything purchased, like when that goes, everything purchased from that moment, I own. You know what I mean? And I feel like it makes sense because sonically, this. obviously, music has changed a little bit. So we obviously, we keep the body and everything the same, but it's just going to sound better, clearer, more... 2022 as opposed to 2002 will you change any of it like will you add think... will you add features or verses or things like that yeah yeah i think so <laughs> <laughs> i have some ideas i was talking to my sister too about yeah. some ideas you but wait know, you can't people... like rep- would you take like john she, off a record and put <laughs> You can't replace. No, baby. Can't. You can't. we can't. Okay, we're not gonna replace job, but you can add. We may add got a it. little sauce in there. Got it. Got know? it. How does job feel about this? Um, we didn't really have okay. a full conversation about it. Um, but you know, job usually supports me in whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the other guy, not probably not so happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What time's it? Okay. All right. We'll leave that alone. We'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. We've talked about that in so many interviews. In so many past. interviews. We'll let that go. But but maybe even it's not that person. Is there anybody else old business partner? Any you know? No. The this labels, is the thing. This they, is the thing. Is anybody else unhappy? Everyone on Murder Inc. is super happy for me and and supportive. Okay, you know what I mean? It. Everyone else. You know what I mean? Got and it. it's just it's a good feeling to know. So. Who she was talking about right there was Irv Gotti. So Irv Gotti responded on Angie Martinez Instagram where they ran a a podcast promo reel of this interview. And he said, at Angie Martinez, just for super clarity, I own all those great Ashanti albums, Angie. I own the Masters and I produced all those Ashanti albums. So I own a good portion of the publishing. What she is trying to do is is re-record all those great records and put them out on her label. She can do this under the cover laws, but she is basically trying to F me out of my masters and make people decide which album to listen to or stream. Hopefully her loyal fans will choose her version. But hey, I stand on the magic that was created, and I want to see her duplicate that magic. It's effed up, really, but such a life. Tales coming, top of the year, Supreme Team movie in production 2022, and I'm directing, writing, producing, and funding my first movie with Paramount Distribution. Tales presents We Made It in America. So that's him responding to her trying to wiggle out of um, being signed to Murder Inc. still and him still owning uh, a good portion of the publishing because he did the beat and 
uh, may have may have been instrumental in in, in um, not only did the beat but was the CEO of the actual label. So that means he's eating hand over fist on it, and um, they're trying to cut him out. See, this is the thing that the, the the record labels never knew that streaming was coming, and they had no way. I think now they do that. I think now they speak to what may happen in the contracts because I had one. I think that said something about. If something ever evolves into, you know, it was something that spoke to men. If some, yeah, they think of some, we still got dibs in on it. So I think they speaking to it now, but back then I don't think they did it. And even it's, and even still, it's been twenty years. I think after either twenty or twenty five years, you get your rights back in some way, shape, or form. Um, and so, man, that's that's a that's a that's a deep fight. That's a crazy thing because. She's able to do that, and we'll see what happens. We'll see how that works itself out. And so, yeah, man, that was another good episode. Again, we thank everybody that rock with us. Um, we coming for everything. 2022, man, will be a great year for It's Up That Podcast, for Big Loan, man, and, 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 and everybody attached to me. Um, and so, man, we, we pray that y'all stay on board. We pray that y'all uh, um, engage with us. And and just be instrumental in spreading the word about the gospel. You know, it ain't so it ain't so friendly when you speak the truth. You know, when you when you able to break things down, um, things don't move as fast for you because you got to understand what you what what you threaten when your understanding is certain level. You know, what I'm saying you threaten certain structure. And without structure, things tend to have to stand a rebuilding. You know what I'm saying? And one thing they don't want to do is if it ain't broke, don't break it. You understand? So um, it's a lot of people making a lot of money, but they're making it off the backs of things that they wasn't influential in. The creators and the creative. You see, those things are... Um, are important that I point out, but man, thank thank the people that that listen, that watch, that's tuned in. We appreciate y'all. Biggest up that podcast energy. We'll be back giving uh, long episodes or more next week um, because we'll be back home and uh, back able to really, really, really handle our business and be who we need to be. So, man, again, shout out to all of my fans, man. Support, send a donation, buy some merch, or book you uh, a slot for your brand. You're dealing with the biggest one. Let's get it. Something podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.